1: Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift for another stunning edition of the men's Strada Bianca race. We had the women's recap earlier in the day, a chaotic finish with some questionable team tactics in the final of that race. Oh. Something similar here. A great day for team tactics discussions. 185Ks from Siena to Siena. It has 11 gravel sectors they're longer in the middle and then three punchy ones in the last 23 kilometers the decisive one is the monte santa marie sector 8 usually with about 50ks to go that is where pog went solo last year it's where groups often form like in 2021 and then it's up and down throughout the whole finale before the punchy finish into Siena. We had Peacock on the start list, Vanderpool, no Pigachet, no Walphanart, Jumbo Visma bringing Valter, Benote, and not even Tratnik to this race. Ala Philippe here too, Benji. Yep. Off the back of a win last week. Um, what did you expect from Quick Steps' tactics before the race? With Vanderpool, by the way, everybody, $2, $2.50 favorite. What did you expect Quick Steps' approach to be?
0: I don't know, it's difficult, you know, because they don't have the Asgrain type and so forth in this, uh, in this squad as well. So I'm looking at what can Philippe do at this race? We've seen him do well at one of the two French classics at the end of February. We see him do a bit poorly in the second one that came in that weekend. And then I feel like when we look at this parkour in Strade, you've got the option of going early with moves on Monte Santamari, or you stay in the second group and hope that... It comes back towards the end. That's what we see in previous years often happen. Uh, I think Van launched on Monte Santemari. We saw a launch on Santemari uh, back in the day, forming a group. We saw loads of stuff happening on that section. But I don't know. I had this thing in my head like, this could easily become the kind of reigns where Ala Philippe could just disappear in the background. Like that second French classics. Or yeah. he follows an attack early. I didn't really see the possibility of just following a second group and maybe just waiting for the final climb. I didn't see the possibility there. So the only option for me was going early, try and form a group early and see whether that goes somewhere. That's how I how I saw that. What's your th- on that?
1: Yeah, it's we're coming off the back of a victory and he won in this race in 2019, but then their teams frankly not that good. Yeah. Like no Asgren, as you said. Van on is here with Bagioli. They're quite good. Pedersen was good early, but Ballerini ain't in the shape he used to be in 2021. So yeah. I thought Ineos overall, even without Turner with uh, LeChef and Pitcock, was a pretty potent duo. And I was what I was really looking for was how could Alperson be good enough with, I think they got Gurgle now, the core specialist, what could they do to control this race? But speaking of Vanderpool, you'll know that he is on Zwift, training on Zwift, and the all new Zwift Hub is out from $4.99, the best priced trainer on the market. Cycling News says it represents better value for money than any other turbo trainer on the market. And if you just look across the offering in the market, that seems pretty obvious to me. Don't pay four figures for a direct drive smart trainer anymore and that can get you jumping in and jumping onto swift to kickstart and crush your fitness goals this year i'm back in freezing minus nine Andorra, and i'm happy to be back on swift even with a, a voice crack i'm obviously i'm out of the podcasting <laughs> game benji i'm battling through some jet lag but you know listen i'm a pro you know i put in for the i put in for lrcp anyway this race sucked for the first <laughs> hour I watched. Live coverage starts ring. They're doing the gravels like smooth. It's all one group. Break is literally not losing any time with who was in it? Demarkey, Ivan Romeo, and your boy, Bistrom.
0: Yeah, sven Erik Bistrom in that front group. Demarkey was also looking pretty strong in that group as well. And those two would actually play a role in the final as well. So keep those two names in mind. They might actually do something here, but there are also some crashes already happening. Sagan wobbling on the side of the road with one foot out of his pedal a few times. Madua crashing, Valter crashing, Carlos Rodriguez crashing, all three at the same time with roughly 68k to go. Fortunately for them, it's still 18 kilometers to go before the rains will likely explode in the Monte Santimari. So the section that came at that very moment was not the most ruthless where they crashed. So they were able to uh, move back to the front and get back into the group, Maduas and Valter. So they already had like. A bit of energy drawn from that crash, though. UAE now,
1: too. Yeah, I'm not sure if you um, mentioned Formelino punctured or well, like <laughs> ben, loads of guys from UAE punctured today. Uh, yeah. I think
0: Formula was indeed one of the ones that punctured. I feel like he had a rough time coming back because he was yeah. later in the race where he was actually on like an uphill gravel section where Hulk that occurred on to the Formula flat of yeah. Sector Seven. Exactly. Now we get to Monte Santimari. That's where. Stuff is about to go down, and it kind of looked like nothing was going to happen for a bit. I already felt like we saw much van der Poel before Monty Santimari and the running towards it, kind of like waving back and forth just to get into position. I was like, that's a bit yeah, weird. weird. But we get to Monty Santimari, and we see a move at the front by Bettyol with Bajoli following. And van der and Sander then a bit had been later, pacing. Yeah, Jumbo had been pacing a bit with Why? van der sande you're right. Maybe they want to try and make the race a bit hard because they saw a weakness in somebody. I don't know. I'm just inventing a reason to go yeah. Because after the se- sector, Sande ain't going to be there. That's probably True. the reason.
1: I guess. But yeah, Betty, all going with Pidcock, Benji. I, was, I thought it was going to be toilet. I thought it was toilet bridging because I was like, this yeah? is way too early because this was different <laughs> to the Pogaccio race. Remember, Pogaccio went 50k solo last year. That yep. was after crash at 95k's Huge chase for Quickstep and Philippe. He was in the front group. Then Wellens and Lotto made the race much harder from my perspective on stage seven. There were groups anticipating before Monte Santa marie The data made something different. But from my perspective, the race was much more difficult for more teams last year. And so when I saw Pidcock going from such a large group with Betty, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. But then his gap was huge. And it was only Bagioli going with him. And when Bagioli went with him, Benji, and Quickstep started blocking it up, I was like, this is one of the tactics where you think you're doing the right thing, but you're actually creating a really bad situation for yourself. Why do you agree with that?
0: Well, first of all, you're getting into a situation where on paper, Pitcock is better than Bajoli in that group. So if you keep working there, Pitcock will drop Bajoli, then Alaphilippe will be too far to help out. I'm not sure if that's what you're referring to.
1: Yeah, you're basically, you're going to block it up. Pitcock gets 30, 40 seconds free quote-unquote yep. free, with <laughs> Bettyol and you're like, fuck, we got a chase. <laughs> that happens quite a bit. And Peacock, Baj- uh, Bediol working, Bajoli's not pulling. That's the correct thing to do, 100%. I can't remember who was chasing, maybe Bahrain. The chase was very iffy because the chef and Tullet at the front dissuading people. Yeah, We're seeing a lot of... Sector 8 is mostly heli shots because... It's dicey with the motos, but I think Inyos are doing a really good job blocking. They get off sector eight. No, sorry. Backtrack. Piggott goes full threat of death solo um, with (laughs) 50Ks to go. Yeah, like it was. I hope there is moto footage of that because I've never seen someone do a gravel descent so fast (laughs) in my life.
0: He overtook a motorbike (laughs) in the same (laughs) road that he attacked away from Batiol and Bajoli, who were just left in their place basically. It was not planned, he said afterwards, right? because why would you want to drop Betiol? Because he's an engine that you can use for most the rest of the race (laughs) if you've got the confidence that you can drop him on the climbs, of course. If you don't have that confidence, then there's a different reason you could drop him, but I do believe Pitcock would have the confidence to drop Betiol once the hills happen. So Pitcock gets a bit of a gap. Betiol and Bajoli exist, but in the peloton behind, Thunderpool's not moving, and he's kind of not looking that amazing at the moment either. He's like... Good form Vanderpool has already made a move, in my opinion. He's not staying in that second group, or at least He he's marks not... Sure, Yeah, surely. 100%. I agree. But there are other people making moves. Attila Walter was the rider that crashed at the start of the race, was one of the first to make a move once we got onto like an uphill sector in Monte Santimari once again. And he bridges up to Bettiol Then he drops Bajoli. And then Ol drops Walter.
1: <laughs> That I didn't get that. Yeah, they were talking and then Betiol just dropped him. I, I don't know. If I was Betiol, would have stuck with him. Maybe Walter wasn't as good uphill and going too slow. And Walter seems to have pretty good bike handling and good on the gravel descent. So I think Excellent, that's where he created Michael. his gap. Is that right? Okay. Yep. Well, my theory holds up with uh, <laughs> evidence. But Pickock's got a nice gap. He's cr- turned it out to... I don't even know. Like... 30 seconds, just pretty much off the back of a descent section. Like he'd already taken 10, I think, on the uphill section before there. And Bahrain, I didn't really know who they were going for. They were kind of getting into groups. You'll have to fill me in here, Benji. There were like so many... No, NVDP's in group two. Attacks through... Oh no, there's like a group of... Is there
0: a Shaspatat? Technically group four, right? Because you've got the break. You've got Pitcock, you've got Bettyol, who's still hanging up there. True. And then the group the because Vulture had break. Dropped them before. Yeah, the break's <laughs> yeah, still flying somewhere. He
1: does, a, <laughs> he does an attack at the end of like a little rolling bit into yeah. a feed zone. And I think there's two ways to read it. And I initially read it. Oh, I was like, oh, terrible tactical move. Why would you tell people you're in good shape? The other end of the spectrum is sometimes MVDP will be like, I feel terrible, I don't have it, and he'll just, like, attack, just yeah. to, I don't know, just to see what happens.
0: Option three, he was really hungry and wanted to get to that feed zone very fast.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's option three. I'd probably go in for that one as well. But yeah, there's a counter-attack. After that, Welland's punctures, so UAE <sighs> not Bet- having Yol a good grashes. day. Oh, yeah, this changed the race a lot. Well, did it? I don't know if Betiol was catching Nah. Was catching it, Pidcock. He was kind of and caught in the middle.
0: Was he already gone no, by the, the time he he's crashed? Because Sheffield also crashed in that same yeah. crash. So, like, we crashed. We'd place to crash. It, it was. It was like a pretty straight descent road. Maybe some weird movement in the peloton caused a rider to go down. It, everything can happen in a group like that. We don't have pictures of it, so we don't know it. But a shit ton happened with 40K to go, basically. But it didn't result in much until we get to 39k to go. That's when the real action happened. We saw an attack from the group behind. So basically, repeat. We've got the front of the reins, which is two breakaway riders that are left. The Marquis and Bistram. We've got Bitcock chasing those two. And then we've got attacks from behind, including Kron, Maduaz, and Bobao. So Bahrain once again going in moves like you mentioned. Kron looking really good with that move, was looking good in Andalusia and so forth. Klasika Hayen, so... These gravel sections really suit him. Maduas also crashed at the start of the Super race. Strong. Back in action, and then I felt like we we had a counter behind on like an uphill section, and Simmons was the one to counter with Walter in the wheel. But that move didn't really do much except for get rid of Vanderpool, right? That's when we saw Vanderpool drop yep. to that second group of that group. I just said group too much in one sentence.
1: Oh, by the way, Alaphilippe's gone like. Shadow he's- realm. Yeah, ben, you bend your shadow around, my Nania, he's gone. You're right. Van der then is off the back. He wasn't bluffing, not on a good day. And it actually puts a lot of pressure on Ineos and Pidcock Yeah, because previously they had the perfect situation. Pidcock clear, Sheffield in group two. He's crashed out with Betiole. I hope Bettyol's okay. He was in good shape. Sheffield was fine. He just couldn't get a damn bike. Tarlett was in group three now, not in group two. And he's trying to work with MVDP to get back to group two. Now, many else have no one to block and disrupt the chase on their team. They do have someone later to help disrupt the chase in group two. And so I thought with 30 seconds, the gap or so, maybe it was a bit yeah. more to Pidcock, we then have a group behind with multiple teams with multiple riders. FDJ yeah. with Gregoire and Madawaz. Yumbo with Benute, Benute, Benote and Volta. <laughs> Bahrain with Bilbao and Morich. I don't know if it's Ulysses or Formula. There was Simmons there on his own and Costa there on his own with Biström up the road and, yeah, one UAE rider. And I don't think I've ever seen a more dysfunctional Group 2 which has multiple teams with multiple riders in my life. Maybe I probably have. We're probably forgetting some disastrous World Stage fifteen. Group. No, but there's multiple teams yeah. with multiple riders. Yeah. And I and think gap, it comes Morrich and Bill Bau. They didn't know who they were working for. The note and Volta already not clear no. who was what the plan was.
0: Grigoir- Look to be working MTJ for Maruaz a bit more. So that seems to be the duo that was doing that well. But you're right. And the gap kind of went up until we got to a section later, which is Monte Aperti, where Pitcock basically has caught up to the break, has dropped the breakaway. The market was really strong at that point. Then, then we see a move in that second group, a move by Tijbinot. And he gets Maruaz and Koshta with him. And you'd say that's a pretty good move. But then he gets on like an uphill section. And the gap is like, 10 seconds to the 17. next group? 17 seconds? Okay, it was pretty no, significant. No, no, sorry.
1: 17 from Pidcock to Benoit. Okay. He's cut it with that big attack.
0: Okay. Then Benoit to the group with Walter, Simmons, and forth behind was roughly 10 seconds, 15 seconds, roughly.
1: 10 or less, I reckon.
0: Okay. Then we see a move by, I think, Simmons in Simmons the second launched. group, who tries to bridge up towards the Benoit group. And we see Mohoric also trying to follow Simmons, Walter following those two. And Mohoric is the first to drop true. Walter gets to the wheel of Simmons. And Walter seems to see weakness in Simmons because he takes over and drops him. And the, there's, a, there's a gap there. There's a significant gap there. He
1: was offering zero draft benefit.
0: Yeah. Mohoric is not in the wheel. And Simmons is not in the wheel of Walter here. They're riding by themselves uphill right now. And especially on a steep C- section like that, even, even With that Five meters
1: in. on 10% gravel, maybe more yeah. than five
0: meters, negligible benefit. Walter catches up with Benoit, but exactly at that point, the other two catch up with him as well. And that's where a bit of a fight happens. Well, it, look look to be. Be. Yeah.
1: As Walter's five meters off Benoit's group with Kostya and Maduaz, by the way, Benoit is not knowing how to... Kostya is not pulling. Yeah. Again, okay, like Kostya has been shutting everything down the entire time. That's probably why Benoit attacked. Simmons, to his credit, I think he'd be doing loads of work for a solo yep. rider fdj i got no problem with they were doing their best but sees volta off the back coming and then stops and protests because he's like why are you bridging across i initially thought he was getting mad at Kostya, and i was like, and I was like why is he getting mad at volta like yeah okay yeah in the textbook volta sits think- on simmons and Moritz, they bring him back but it's better to have two in four And you should keep the move working to keep Simmons and Moric
0: behind. I think from our perspective, completely agree. From our perspective, Walter bridged up without offering support to Mohoric and to Simmons in bridging up. But Benoit might not have seen that. I might have looked back and seen Walter with those other two roughly in his wheel. I would have said, oh, he's bringing the others back. Maybe he saw a different view by looking back than we did on a helicopter angle. And that's the only excuse I can give here for the reaction that came afterwards. And it's a, I think it's a plausible theory.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably Volta should sit in the wheel, really, because he isn't costing Benoit's race at all, really. But he is costing himself energy because, like, he's yep. attacking across to that group, big burst. Now what? Yeah, agreed. Like, if you're not going to put, he's just doing a burst, he gets there. Uh, was and Kosh to see two Yumbo Visma at a group before. They're like, fuck that. We're not pulling. And so it's all going to come back anyway. So he's cost himself. And by the way, we've been talking yep. about this and the cameras have all, all been on this. You know who's benefiting from this? Sir, because that's what he's going to be maybe this year, Tom <laughs> Pidcock, getting more time. It's gone down to 17. Yeah. He's protesting. The group comes back. It's 25 again. It's 24 again. On the descents, he's managing the gap well, even without the draft benefit. So what should... Okay, let's also think about the context of last weekend in these writers' minds. Yumbo at opening weekend mm-hmm. used team tactics to destroy everybody, right? Kerner, yep. Russell Kerner with Burnett in particular, you know who was in that break with him? Morich. Yeah. I'm thinking with the gap at 23 seconds now, I was like, come on, guys. Maduaz, he was working. He was trying to work. Maduaz, Morich... The note, Volta Koshta is basically a group. Yumbo have to commit and yeah. probably do more than their fair share of the work. Because Moritz is like, I am not going to pull equally with you guys to get torched in the finish. And he's right. On an uphill.
0: Of course he's right. And from that situation, it would get worse as the race goes on. Because at this point, they're a bit frustrated with each other. Which can lead to stuff in in the rest of the race. But we go further. We go to the, I think it's the uh, Cole Pinzuto, was the next uh, sector, if I recall. No, that was Cole Pinzuto. We're going to Latolfe already. I'm like, ooh, we're going to Latolfe. The gap is roughly 20 seconds. Mohoric goes, and Valter's in the wheel. And that works out. Benoit is playing the really clever game of whenever Valter has a gap, move back and let the other close it. Exactly like how he played it in Kune Brussels Kune. That's what he's playing here. But Walter's is just the strongest on this sector. He's basically dropping everybody, but right by the end, they seem to crawl back to his wheel. Was that also how you saw it?
1: Yeah, like he was... Walter was super strong. I don't know which who was stronger out of him and Benoit. What I can... What I see from this finale is they hyper-focused on really Kosta. Because like Kosta, what Morris did, rational... I'd probably do the same thing. Like, Moritz was working a little bit, but then Benoit was skipping turns at, yep. in portions of this finale. And, like, if a guy's going to start skipping turns to then attack next section, absolutely yep. no way will you pull. Costa, exactly. on the other hand, was literally blocking. letting will, Like, the way Costa rode was irrational for actually winning the race, well, I think he just so. wanted... It was, yeah, it was like ballet, it was bad. Um. So... And then Jumbo, that, I think they then almost, and this is the benefit of Pidcock going early, they were like focusing on how do we get rid of Costa? What yeah. do we do with Costa? How do we stop this guy sitting on us in this group? When in reality, the biggest threat to winning the race is up the, road. Up the road, is Pidcock. Yeah. Back yourself to beat Costa on Siena. I'll take, if you're Volta and Benoit, take your chances against Costa on Siena. Even if yep. he has sat on a bit,
0: you've got to bring Pidcock back. Especially when you know that on La Koshta was having difficulties yeah. following the move. So you know he's not the strongest on the uphill here. So with that in mind, the decision Adiambo-Visma after La should have been one of these two riders needs to mistake. At that point, Walter had, sh- had visibly been the strongest. So the decision after La would on paper be Benoit starts riding with Walter. But then Benoit goes to the back and starts rolling attacks which is what you just said but as a consequence Walter stays on Mohoric's wheel and Mohoric can't follow the move the other two can but Mohoric can't follow the move so Walter has to bridge from Moritch's wheel to the group of Benoit now while Benoit is still pacing until he sees that Walter is coming but then the others see that Walter is coming and keep pacing and that's when Walter cracks so that's when you're like oh would Benoit pacing would have been the best idea we don't know, but on paper it was after Latolfa, you know?
1: Yeah, and maybe Volta drops there because he's been doing way more work. Like yeah. when riders were going up the road, like Moritz was countering attack, counter-attacking in the run-in. Anyway, this was Group 2 Dynamics, like the full deluxe version of it, and full credit to Pidcock for having the cojones, dos cojones, to go 50 k to go, to go earlier than Pagacha last year, And just go on with it solo. And I feel like we've not spoken about Pidcock enough, but really there's not there's not much to analyze in a man chugging along solo. At no point did I think Pidcock would collapse, but I thought he was much more catchable than Pagatya. Yeah. Like I think he Pidcock was was catchable. Yeah.
0: The gap was seven seconds until they rolled attacks and then we're like, well, we're not closing it anymore. And like the gap went up to 20, 24 seconds again in the last 5k. It's not happening then, eh? You're throwing the raise and Jumbo Visma threw the raise in the bin in this final by not selecting one leader of the two. Sure, Koshta and Sofov could have also raced and Sofov, but they have two riders. If I'm Koshta and I know that I almost dropped on a 12th, I'm also not going to pace.
1: I, I agree. But when Volta and I agree, one of them, or listen both, and I think yep. Madawaz would have work like Madawaz was trying to work, and he was bringing moves back, but the, eventually the guy's a tired, and B is like, I, you guys are just counterattacking me, and then you want me to work yep. with you like, come on. Um, if Koshtra wants to sit at the back and not contribute. That's fine. But he literally comes through in the pace line <laughs> like he's the teammate of Pidcock. I'm like, bro, the gap is seven seconds. Like, This doesn't help you either. Yeah, like, just sit at the back. Um, yeah. I don't know. Moritz ta- knows that he's going to get dropped on Siena. He's attacking. And just congratulations to Pidcock. We saw on Tour of Flanders in 2021 where he had a much better spring in 2020- than in 2022. He had some fueling issues where he went early and I think ran out of gas a little bit. Today, that was on point. Managing to hold a 50K solo for multiple teams chasing behind and a group behind is super impressive. And he said he didn't have much Moto help. Wins on Siena with a 20-second gap. Like, great start to the season for him. Yep. Wins the stage in Algarve. It gives a lot for any to be happy about. Fifth in Omelope was the indicator from that group. And yeah, like, where does this put Pidcock up to you, Benji, for the Spring Classics? Does he, to me, I now expect him to be with Pog and MVDP on Quadmont?
0: Really? Yeah. I don't. He's a generational talent. I put him just in the tier behind that still, and I don't know why. This yeah. race was not against top-tier Pogacers and top-tier Vanderpools
1: true i guess i am one perhaps who has been known to overreact to a single race <laughs> result <laughs> uh maybe guilty of that in the past i don't know i think last year something went wrong whatever it was in the classics and generally obviously tour de france went up the West stage in the first two weeks was very good i thought this year he seems to be locked in and this is not a like, we spoke a lot about Group 2 dynamics, but you have to be fucking strong to hold a 50k solo, especially at his size, 60 kilos or less. Incredible handling. And yeah, he wins. I was happy to see Maduaz take second, actually. He beat Benoit in the sprint up Siena. Benoit third, Koshta fourth, Volta fifth, Morich sixth. So Morich wasn't, like, finessing. The guy literally was, didn't have it compared yeah. to the other guys on the climb. Bilbao 7th, Gregoire 8th. Oh la la la. <laughs> Ooh, la, 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 la. Oh, la la la. Friendship over with Ala Philippe. New friend, <laughs> Roman Gregoire, <laughs> says the country of France.
0: Formula 9th, <laughs> Andreas Krone 10th. Amazing, Gregoire. What else can you say? Like, the dude has been showing it already this year. We've announced him <laughs> decades ago that <laughs> he was coming, <laughs> but it's still amazing to see it on. First year, World Tour. If in Strade. Sixth in Trofeo Weglia, Fifth in Fornardesh. It's a matter of time before the world knows who Romain Griguares is. And he's definitely going to show more. And the dude's bloody 20. We we can't we can't forget that Crazy. fact. It's actually insane. But it's Break nice to see. Great bike handler
1: as yep. well. Like one CX of the best descenders. You've know you got no know. clue. Why am you I asking I you? Why? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Like motocross, <laughs> motocross rider. <laughs> you tell me. Um, Ski
0: jumping rider, yeah.
1: <laughs> mate, I start watching when they get a road bike and they do U twenty three races. Then I'll, you know, I'll watch Jan Christian. You see the UAE guy. Uh, I am watching the CX. Maybe I but should.
0: If you look at how Yumbo played this final like a final conclusion, would you blame the team car? Would you blame Benoit? Would you blame Valtor? Or do you think the the blame kind of lies in between all of them?
1: I think they just focused on the wrong like outcome Dread. they were trying to achieve, yeah, which was Kosha. They Maybe they were playing for the podium. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I really nah, I don't No, 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 no. Maybe in the last four Ks. I'm talking 25, 30 Ks. Yeah. They're not playing for the podium there. I think they let Koshita sitting on completely dictate how they're going to approach this final and trying to get into a group or a move without Costa and lost sight of the real threat up the road. I do think even with that being said, I think Benoit sitting at the back of the group of 5 after what happened in opening weekend last week is a little bit naive if you expect cooperation because the natural response if you're not pulling through is dysfunction. Yeah, like that's the immediate result of that. Your guys will do one rotation. You skip. They're gonna be like, "What the hell, dude? Stop!" So, yeah. I also think Falter could have played a bit cooler. Yeah. Um, letting himself be brought back by <laughs> Jesus. Am I going through puberty this podcast? Um, <laughs> letting himself get brought back by Moritz or Simmons. He didn't need to attack across unless he had a plan to counter or something, which he didn't
0: is that experience in these situations that he doesn't have from Groupama This because he never got in situations where he kind of had to play a role with a different teammate while here. He has to play that in this race. So maybe he learns from this and does like Benoit where he, if Benoit goes, then he waits for the last round. Well, that's kind of where it went wrong, eh? That's how he dropped. By letting Mohoric close (laughs) Benoit.
1: Yeah. I mean, i got to look at the tape. (laughs) I think Volter, yeah, he maybe got a little bit excited about how good his legs were. Um, yeah. I don't think the guys, like, rode the finale deliberately, super selfishly. In fact, I think, I don't know what sports the comms were saying or whatever. Like, I don't really... They
0: were, like, Belgium and Dutch media seems to be throwing it at Volter, while International seems to be throwing I, it at Benoit.
1: I don't really the see it. Yeah, the, I don't really see Volta doing anything... For nefarious reasons, I think it was yeah. sort of poor decisions, and yeah, I'd... maybe the car needed to say, "Benji, listen, hundred percent, both you guys get on the front and exchange
0: pulls, or decide just—that's difficult, eh? Because you don't know who's stronger. Well, if you base it on the then you'd say Walter would be leader, but if you base it on two kilometers but- later, then you'd say Benon is leader."
1: Before the Tolfe, I thought Volta should've got on the front and pulled the gap back really like really hard. And yep. then have Bernard anticipate when they've brought Pidcock back. Uh, that's what I thought. Now obviously afterwards he looks stronger, whatever, but yeah. And also the the then it's different. If if Bagatch is in the group, right, and Vanderpool's in the group, no way we would say that. We'd be like, That's ridiculous. You can't just Just because you have two guys, I mean you pull yeah. them back, but no offence to Matawaz, Morich, and Koshta, but I see them all pretty equal. Yep. They're not, and maybe even Benoit is a little bit punchier than Morich and Kosta on the finish. So, yeah, I think they needed to, yeah, they needed to make a decision. One guy needed to sacrifice. They didn't.
0: Yep. If you're not at the front of the race, you can't win the race.
1: Great it's analysis.
0: A, well, it's it's true. And we're seeing it more often. Like, yeah.
1: Maybe we're not, I haven't done any data on that, but yeah, credit to Ineos, and it didn't go all right for them, all correct for them in yeah. this race. Sheffield crashing out, and then Tullet being off the back of G2 chasing, and so now Peacock's won Brabant, Strada, Amstel, third in door, third in Kerner. I think he's going to have a big classic season, uh, Tom Pitcock. But yeah, any, anything coming out of this race, Benji, Peacock winning Torreno?
0: No, his time trial, man. It's only 11, 11 k's. He's oh. riding as Enrique Mas. He won was... Roglic is there, mate. Come on, he's not In Ro- amazing form. I think. Galderman, Yeah, Yumbo said back.
1: Roglic is there just to have a yeah. one-week holiday. And I'm telling we know you. We always believe Yumbo press releases about their riders. I'm
0: telling you, Wilco Sellerman is coming. Wilco, what? Sellerman. Gelderman What's that mean? English. Teaching you. Oh. Galder is seller. I- I think uh, I call him
1: Kel no. de Goat. Basement man. a <laughs> Goat. I don't know. <laughs> there you are. I'd watch out for Peacock GC at Toronto. I don't think he's there to just win a stage. But no, I think. Nah, that climbs too hard. Enric will ruin him.
0: <laughs> Miles he... will ruin him.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then but Peacock will hold the wheel.
0: I don't have too much more to add when it comes to this race. I think we've set the most important things. A bit unfortunate that Simmons doesn't end in the top 10 after the race he rode. Because he really did, would have deserved a top 10 spot he didn't ride like that Costa? Race. Yeah.
1: That's the harsh reality. It's like, yeah. we've said, oh, Costa didn't do this, but Costa's world champion. Because of that. For a reason.
0: Because <laughs> he's like <laughs> that. Because he's a yeah. bit of a snake in groups. <laughs> but hey, it's unfortunate Simmons isn't in that top 10. Kron strongly in that tom, top 10. A lot of riders that have bad luck back in this top 10, like Maduels getting second. Costa in there. We had Formula who who had his puncture early on. So. Seems like there was an opportunity to come back after all. And those writers might have even been stronger Ooh. if they didn't have that. Okay. Throw it back to you.
1: Virus Quick Stepper. Huh?
0: <laughs> Ouch. I don't think when's, when's all the
1: favorite a- column published?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I've never actually read one of them. Oh come on, they're so good. <laughs> I trust everybody else to start <laughs> shouting about it.
1: Yeah, like listen, the good bits hit English language media. <laughs> pretty quickly <laughs> after it's published Philippe didn't look good no um, he didn't look good but it's one race
0: but it's one race but it's also like it's a race that shows something It eh? Yeah. for MSR what does it matter for MSR I don't know because that's only like the Poggio unless he does Cipressa hard again which is also a possibility we never know that but um, when it comes to the rest of the team I think Bagioli looked pretty okay for a bit there but he doesn't seem that to have that long race... He's not that guy. ...strength, and he also almost rode into a ditch afterwards, so he, he survived, which is already a win. Uh, he's not that guy. I, I kind of agree. It's not that hard race kind of puncher rider. It's more a, an easier race puncher rider, if that makes sense. Now, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about the men's race, but when it comes to the women's race, I like, read another tweet by Anbrakman that said that Volring shouted, bitch, after the finish line. which. Really? Shit's shit storing up, mate. Damn. Popcorn in hand. <laughs> Man. And then she pretended it was Joe. <laughs> I always
1: I always <laughs> swear at you, Benji, and then be like, ah ha. <laughs> it's so funny. Um Okay. Well, go and if you're interested in why that might have happened, go and check out our Strado Bianca women's recap. I highly recommend it. There was some also interesting. Team tactics in the final. But yeah, I think Peacock's on for Tereno. I think Patrick Lefebvre articles are incoming.
0: And I mean, to be honest, where's Maori? Maori Von Seven? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen him all race. Where's Schmidt? Is he even in this race? No. That's positioning, man. That's the reason. No, like, even without positioning as an issue, he should be here. Yeah. And at the Classics.
1: Yeah, it has to be. Um, Ballerini's not earning a spot in compared to give the young guy a chance. Anyway, let us know down below what you thought of Strada. I'm in on Pidcock. We always love a future knight of the realm winning a big race. Can't wait for him to contest GC at the Tour de la France. And yeah, that was our Strada Bianca recap. We have Paris nice starting tomorrow, Toreno-Adriatico starting on Monday. We have eight days, nine days, eight days in a row of cycling coverage on LRCP. We we'll hope you join us for that. Uh, until then, ciao.